I'm gonna be everything I wanna be. Felici! All the world has a dream, but dreams are not reality. If you escape with me tonight, our dreams will come true. Do you have a plan? A brilliant plan! I call them chicken wings! Chickens don't fly! <laughs> Training starts at 5 a.m. tomorrow. 5 a.m.? Do you think it was stupid to come to Paris? Don't say that. We should never give up on our dreams. So how do I get that part? You get the part of some passion. Tonight was a good performance. Whoa, 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 welcome to Bad Movie Brunch with me, Luke, here in Chicago. And me, Katie, not in Los Angeles, but in Portland, Oregon. You're in Portland right now? Yeah. When was your flight? I went home for my birthday. Yeah, but when was your flight? Uh, when is my flight? When? Uh, it's like... Oh, I get it. Okay, I thought you were going... <laughs> I thought you were in LA and you were going somewhere from LA today. And nah, the, but man, so you nah. you've been in Portland, yeah, all week. How's Portland been? Oh, it's beautiful. I've been running. I've been doing the uh, waterfront walk every morning, like a five mile run. Mm, it's been really gorgeous. A five mile run. Oh my god. <laughs> I would run five miles if I was like escaping prison or like something like that. <laughs> um, no, that sounds fantastic. I um. I it's, it's it, was, it was Katie's birthday this weekend, listeners. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you saw it on our Facebook and didn't wish her a happy birthday, if you just liked the status and didn't wish her a happy birthday, like shame on you. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. What, I don't know if you thought your like counted, but uh, news for you, it didn't. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, we'll get into it. Without further ado, Katie, you picked a movie for us to watch this week. What the? What I the, sure did. What the hell is it? <laughs> Okay, so this is Leap! Exclamation point. Leap. It is an, yeah, Leap! Leap! It is an, <laughs> it's an animated children's film. I believe it's either French or French-Canadian. And um, I saw it with uh, a former roommate of mine, actually our former roommate, Angela. Oh, and, uh, shout out to Angela Haggard. Yeah, I sure did. And, uh... So the whole reason why we went to go see it is because uh, that year when it came out, I'd been seeing, last year, I'd been seeing, like, pretty much every animated movie that I could possibly get my grubby little mitts on. (laughs) And I thought to myself, like, I really got to go see this one because I want to support movies, especially animated movies from smaller, you know, production companies. Like, I didn't want to just, you know, just give my money to Disney and Pixar and the like, so or DreamWorks. So I was like, I was really gung ho that we should go see this movie. So it was Angela and myself, and we got in the car. We went to the Van Nuys Theater, and we could not believe this movie was real. Is it that it's, new? Is, yeah, it's really new. I know. I, I did I not know. realize. I thought I'd seen like I I don't know. This is the Mandela effect because like I had like I I was like oh I remember seeing that like years ago. Like I thought it, I thought this was like I don't know. I did research, but I guess I didn't look at years. I I did not realize this came that so it was just like last spring. Yeah. Weird. Okay, continue. <laughs> it's totally crazy, and it it's it's like 
and you're like, oh, okay, this is pretty normal. And then it like takes a couple turns, and you're like, oh, this is this is bad. Oh, this yeah. is really bad. Yeah. But thankfully, it's our kind of bad. It's fun bad. It's not like like emoji movie bad correct correct emoji movie is like soulless there's something of a soul to this movie at least uh it felt i kept thinking like every five minutes i was like oh this reminds me of like a high school play uh yeah you know what i did in that i don't know why i got that but i uh i kept (laughs) thinking that over and over again i'm like this is like and no offense to the actors or anything like that but the way the movie uh and the way the lines come across and the way like everything it just feels very um I don't know. Like I could have seen it in my auditorium when I was 16. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, is this movie, I, I, this movie called Ballerina uh, uh, in everywhere but America? Um, yeah. In America, it's called Leap with an exclamation point, but I think everywhere else it's called Ballerina. It's sort of a Sorcerer's Stone, Philosopher's Stone situation. Exactly. Okay. Um, all right. Well, Katie, give it, give the audience a little background. Something I know about you is you are a stunning writer, uh, an, ex- <laughs> an exquisite, uh, champion of children's TV, animation, film, uh, all the things of that like, um, give me a little of your background, uh, in, in that field. Oh, sure thing. So, uh, I... When I was, like, in undergrad, I realized, like, I was setting to try and be, to be a writer of prose, essentially, so, like, write novels and short stories. Yeah. But you get in those workshops and you realize, like, oh, God, I'm not good at this, like, at all. And it really is a crushing moment if there's somebody who wants to be a writer. Like, am I just not good enough to be a writer? Like, what's the problem? Like, I feel like I'm a writer, but I don't know, you know, it, it doesn't seem like it's working out. So... That was a little crushing, but then I started taking playwriting classes, and I realized, like, oh, no, dialogue and movement, like, this is way easier. And eventually I had my epiphany that the stories that I was very excited about were children's entertainment, specifically children's television. So I'm very passionate about writing stories for kids. I go out of my way to go see, you know, (laughs) movies like this, and uh, it's just my dream to write for children's television someday. Yeah, and I can and I can attest to uh, friendship and bias aside. Uh, there are scripts that Katie has uh, written throughout the past few years that are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Mini noir, namely. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 give it, give a quick pitch, <laughs> if you don't mind. Mini, really, right now? Yeah, okay. logline mini for me. Okay, so uh, imagine like a 1940s noir. Like, everything is, like, really dark and jazzy and really neat, and you get into this office, and you have your typical P.I. sitting up. Except in this case, instead of, like, Chicago or San Francisco, it's an elementary school janitor's closet, and our P.I. isn't, like, some gruff dude in his 30s, but rather, like, a 10-year-old short little girl who (laughs) has a taste for suckers and justice. That's right. She takes... She takes crime way too seriously, stuff like theft and things of the like. And she's obsessed with noir, and the whole show is her solving crimes with her buddy Lincoln. 
Mark my words, this show will be made. Mark my words that <laughs> Katie Grotzinger will single, single-handedly retor- return children's animation and cartoons to the glory of the mid ni- mid to late 90s. Uh, Katie. Thanks, Holland. No, you're welcome. Minnie's so great. And like you wrote Boba Tea Friendship, which was like another movie, like an animated like kids movie about like kids in a mall fighting Boba Tea monsters and shit like the stuff, the stuff that comes out of your brain. Uh, it's, it's so dope. <laughs> and I think that's why like movies like Leap are far more in your wheelhouse um, than my own. But I'm always happy to step into that world with you. And I was cool to step. I was happy to step into this one. I got confused because I was like, wait a minute. Like on Google, this movie has a 74 on Rotten Tomatoes. That is a uh, that is uh, far higher than anything that could qualify as bad movie. Uh, you know, f- for bad movie brunch. Um, but then I dug a little deeper. There's and tell me if, if you know about this. There's a little bit of a controversy. Um, oh yes. Okay, because mm-hmm. like I'm dying to talk about that. I guess we'll just do it now because I already I already brought it up. But. <laughs> What kind of world do you t- do you take Dane DeHaan from me and replace him with uh, Nat Wolf, who I am sure is a fine actor. I don't really I'm not familiar with his work, but like I, I don't understand why Dane DeHaan would play Victor, um, one of the main characters to, uh, in every version, but the American version. Am I correct in that? Mm-hmm. Like, which yeah. I think is super strange. Do you know anything about that or why that was the case? I I think that it's just because they wanted they didn't want to freak out Americans, so they wanted to bring in like more like closer to home voice actors. And that will, uh, by the way, if you haven't seen the uh, Death Note movie, I we should not. definitely cover that at some point because it is atrocious, <laughs> it's incredible, and he screams amazingly throughout the entire film. Well, that's like, good. He, I, I want I I really want to like Nat Wolf because I feel like he's just picked really bad projects, but he just gets just keeps picking really bad projects yeah uh, well um and i'm confused by that by that by that theory though that like we wanted somebody with close to home because like dane DeHaan, as of last spring has starred in like several mainstream american films uh he was Harry Osborn in Amazing Spider-Man Two. He was the uh-huh. the he was like the evil kid in Chronicle, and that movie fucking rocks. Um, he was Valerian himself. He was ca- Captain Valerian and Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets or whatever the shit. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Which I wanted to cover that movie, and then I watched it, and I was like, ah, I don't want to watch this again. <laughs> I don't want to watch it again. I thought I'd love it so much. <laughs> Luke Besson spit like so much dough on that movie. <laughs> Excuse me. Cough on air. Um, I think I wonder, I also wonder if it has something to do with the fact that like the company that uh, released this movie in the United States was uh, America's Sweetheart, the Weinstein company itself. Uh, Famous, famous for chopping up films, for ruining films for the sake of production and all this other stuff and for film and money and everything else. Um, another weird casting thing I would like to talk about is, so the, the wise old mentor in this movie, what's her name? Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, what's the character's name? Odella? Oh, uh, Odette. Odette. Uh, so she's the, she's like the wise old, like, uh, men, like ballet mentor to our main character, uh, Fel- Felicia, 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 Felicia. Felicia. Uh, there we go. <laughs> uh, I'm so American, Katie. It's bizarre. Mm. Uh, but like, so you'd, you'd expect it to be like, uh, this sort of like wise, uh, wise mentor and the actress, the voice actress is Carly Rae Jepsen of, Which of, is so genius because they just wanted to pepper in the soundtrack 
recognize the Carly Rae Jepsen song. Oh, okay, word. All right, because I did notice that, and I was like, oh, Call Me Maybe fame? Yeah, I know Carly Rae. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she did a song with Al City, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> At some point. Also, that have you ever seen that music video with Tom Hanks, the I Really Like You one? The oh, I forgot that song existed, but no, I haven't seen it. I will immediately go home and watch it. Oh, it is delightful. Ugh. It's how I imagine Tom Hanks spends every day. <laughs> Tom Hanks just seems like the nicest guy. Word. It's a very delightful music video. All right, so where does this movie take place? What are our main characters' wants and needs? Tell me tell me everything. <laughs> so this movie takes place in France. Uh, and and I, what time period do you think it is? Is it like the late 1800s? Well, I would say, I don't know. When did America get the Statue of Liberty? History test. I mean, you want to take this one? No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, Katie, I studied... It's embarrassing I, for both of us. I, it's not that embarrassing. I studied English and then I studied screenwriting. I, I don't give a fuck when we got the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> I don't, I don't live in New York. Okay, well, let's say the late 1800s. Hang on. Uh, um, let's go with that. Okay, dedicated. The Statue of Liberty was dedicated October 28th, 1886. So, yeah, I'd say this is going down in, like, the mid the mid to late 1800s. <laughs> we're, so fuck, we're so cool. fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, Katie, when we get that dang old Statue of Liberty up there in New York? We just had Fourth of July, and I'm just like, oh, God. Like, uh, it's not Statue of Liberty Day. about your own country, yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Uh, whatever. But go ahead. Okay. So it takes place in mostly Paris in the late 1800s. These uh, two orphans, Felici, played by Elle Fanning, and Victor, played by Nat Wolfe, have just escaped their orphanage in a... They, they said the name, but I... Oh, Brittany. They're, they've just escaped their orphanage in Brittany because they have dreams. Felici wants to be a ballet dancer, and Victor wants to be an inventor. And he is not super great at it. He spends most of the movie trying to, like, figure out how to make wings to fly, but the first pair that he makes are, like, fashioned out of chicken wings. And Felici clearly has, like, spunk but she's not, like, refined, so she has no formal, formal training. So they both just kind of bumble into Paris, and once they arrive, Victor just freaking falls over and escapes from the plot. It's so like, weird. It's absurd chunk of time. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, we have, like, this daring escape from this orphanage uh, where, like, the, the whoever the terrifying dude running it is, like, literally trying to, like, beat them and kill them and bring them back inside. And when they finally escape and get to, and get to uh, Paris or whatever the fuck, yeah, like, they're like, we made it, we did it, and we're gonna live our dreams, and they're on the bridge, and he's like, whoa, and just, like, falls <laughs> <laughs> off a bridge backwards onto his ship and he's like we'll meet back here tomorrow ha ha and then it's like oh, okay man like that's a just why why even have the fucking character <laughs> you know what i mean this girl can just escape on exactly. her own like like we, they just have no interest in doing anything with him throughout this entire movie 
Oh, no, yeah. Oh, sorry, and I wanted to mention this uh, for a second. It's a 74, the French version of, like, Ballerina, but I'm pretty sure the yeah. American version has, like, a 30-something, so we're back in our wheelhouse. Yep, I just wanted to, Okay, we're good, good, good. Yeah, we're on track for our shittiness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so he, yeah, Victor escapes from the plot, and then this girl is like, I'm gonna be a ballerina. Uh, she's got, like, the, she was dropped off as an orphan with, like, a music box sort of deal with, like, a ballerina dancing, and, and go ahead. Dude, they show so they show this freaking music box like three times, three separate times of it just falling, and like her mom distantly saying Felici, and like cool, like I it's so unnecessary. Like I don't think that we needed them. I think that it's planted that the music box is important, and he like Victor really shoves in that exposition like it was the only thing that was left with you when you came to the orphanage. So. All these flashbacks were just kind of tedious until we finally got, like, the final fourth one where you actually see the dead mother then alive. It is a... Like, ah, man, why, movie? It is a movie... It was, like, 90... Honestly, it's, like, 90 minutes of exposition. Like, almost every line of dialogue has no, like, soul to it. It's just, like, it's just furthering the plot. It's like, do you get this audience? And I know... And I know it's for kids. This movie is, is... Is... Absolutely not made for me. Um, so I, I always try to like judge things like fairly. Like Robert, uh, you know, like big time, big time critics, also friends of mine that are like, you know, consider themselves film critics. Like I think the most important thing is like take a movie and judge it for the way it is and for, and you know, for its audience as well. If a bad movie is a bad movie, nothing you can do about it. But in terms of like this being a movie specifically for like what's the demographic, like six year olds, you know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. I guess it does help them understand so that you do need to kind of like handhold somebody through a flick. Um, but it's exhausting to watch it at 25, uh, 25 or how 26. Yeah. I'm 25. <laughs> Katie, what year was the Statue of Liberty erected? <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you say, did you say 1885? I don't remember. <laughs> I, <laughs> and also, and also, uh, uh, I googled it and I just went to Wikipedia, so that could be wrong too. Amazing Grace. <laughs> um, oh man! So this this girl makes her way into uh, the orphan. The orphan Felice makes it into the. She finds like the ballet house, the famous one that she wants to train at and study at, and uh, is kind. <laughs> Here's a weird thing that goes on. Every adult in this movie, aside from the wise mentor, is like psychotic. Like absolutely yeah. psychotic. You know what it reminded me of uh, in terms of like recent film memory is when I was watching, uh, we had, I work at a movie theater and when we had Stephen King's It, uh, you may remember it with uh, Pennywise, the CGI clown. Um, every <laughs> single parent, anybody that was an adult in that movie was fucked. Like, mm-hmm. like, just psychologically, mentally, physically, verbally abusive to every single child in the movie. Uh, and the same can be said for this flick. I don't know if it's for like kids to, to be like, yeah, go kids, boo adults. But these like adults are trying to beat the shit out of these kids. <laughs> and, and if they're not like beating the shit out of them, they're like, well, uh, they're bullying the hell out of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. She's like scrubbing. It's a whirlwind. Like, eventually, Felici gets this, like, uh, rival figure who, of course, is just, like, this blonde gal whose every line of dialogue is, like, 
so cringy. Like, it's really incredible. Like, we get it. You're the bad ballerina. Like, man, calm down. You're not even, like, a person. And she has this mom, and I was joking with this because I watched this movie with my brother recently, uh, how her mom has this such an evil look about her, and she's, like, so unrepentantly bad. And you know that she's going to be bad because no protagonist in the history of cinema has ever worn purple lipstick. Like, nobody good wears purple lipstick. Oh, I, I, well, what about the Jim and the Holograms movie that we're going to cover one day? Uh, Oh, man, well, we're going to get into that. One day. Um, One day. Yeah, no, it was definitely, like, the the cookie-cutter villain. And we're going to do to the mom first, right? So, like, when Carly Rae Jepsen takes in Felice, she's like, oh, I'm but a a worker here, but come on, young child. And, like, they're, like, scrubbing (laughs) stairs, like, together, like, a long set of stairs. And uh, Felice is just talking her ear off. We meet the... uh, the 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 bad ballerina <laughs> which by mm-hmm. the way fantastic the bad ballerina's mommy <laughs> and she like kicks the bucket of water over and spills all the way back down the stairs so felicia has to like clean it again and she's also like uh hey carly ray carly ray bitch are you gonna make sure this girl's getting paid at your wages and stuff because i'm not paying her and i'm not paying you more and she's like i it's carly ray jepson <laughs> How dare you say that to Carly Rae Jepsen? Yeah, not cool. Ma'am. Not cool. Not cool. <laughs> America's Canadian, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I was just gonna say America. Uh, honestly, also, I shouldn't say America's Sweetheart because if anybody hasn't figured it out by now, anytime I ever call somebody America's Sweetheart on this show, <laughs> I'm being so unbelievably sarcastic. I think it's all, the only people I say it about is Harvey Weinstein and like Jeffrey Tambor. <laughs> And, and I think I've said it about and, uh, T- TJ I Miller. Max Landis, he got one too. Oh, and, Max uh, Landis probably got one. TJ Miller TJ gets Miller. one a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember watching uh, Ender's Game. Not Ender's Game. Fuck, I do that every time. Ready Player One and then Deadpool a couple years later. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. Ender's Game, or fuck, I did it again. Ready Player One was tight because, <laughs> I mean, that was only like transphobic TJ Miller. But Deadpool 2 is a lot better because it's bomb threat TJ Miller. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I don't know. It's like it's like getting a cheat code on Street Fighter back on the SNES, and you could change their outfit a little. It's like, wow, what kind yeah. of what kind of piece of shit do I want T.J. Miller to be today? <laughs> and and every day he surprises me. <laughs> it's like, oh, good. Oh, man. oh. yeah. No, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> so yeah, it's what Carly Jepsen, not America's sweetheart, probably Canadian's sweet uh, Canadian. God damn it, <laughs> Canadian sweetheart. <laughs> Uh, I had a big uh, bowl of crack for breakfast, Katie. <laughs> Good, it's paying off. <laughs> uh, so, well, g- g- keep yeah. it going. String me through this wonderful film. Okay. So, uh, I mean, obviously, Carly Rae Jepsen is all messed up because, of course, she had a dancing injury. But the movie doesn't want to tell you that she has a dancing injury for, like, an absurd amount of time. And eventually, like, of course, Felici finds out she used to be a dancer and she's like can you train me so they do like this whole Miyagi sequence and she eventually gets like a little bit better oh and she also puts on a little identity theft Mm -hmm. uh, shenanigans she steals the identity of the uh, bad ballerina to get into the school and kind of cons her way in there and she finds out that she sucks super hard which is why she needs the Miyagi training and there's this guy who runs this ballet school who is totally hooking up with Carly Rae Jepsen, but the movie refuses to acknowledge it. Oh, is and it the cool goatee man? Yeah, cool uh, goatee cool man. Cool goatee man, I like him. 
Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, Felici, a.k.a. Bad Ballerina, like, you suck. You suck so hard. Every day I'm going to get, I'm like, going to see which one of you I want out of this, out of the running for, like, the nutcracker. And so she's like, I'm going to try really hard to be better. And so she's working at it. And she eventually, like, doesn't get picked out first. And little by little, she gets better. Meanwhile, the movie decides to be like, oh, remember Victor? He's still, he's still a character, we think. And they bring him back, and he's like, hey, Victor is now like a, um uh, apprentice for the dude that's making the Eiffel Tower. So <laughs> that's a thing. And he also has his own sidekick named Maddie, who is a total underdog of this film and should have had more lines. And they're just fantastic. And But the movie doesn't care. I was like, ah, back Maddie to was tight. I liked really Maddie. no balancing of A and B storylines. Now, forgive me if I'm overstepping and tell me if I am, but... This movie, while I was watching, I'm like, this is just like a Pixar abortion. (laughs) 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 I just was like, it's like... (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) I mean, this is like the, this is like if, if, if Pixar, if Disney Pixar hooked up with, uh, Illumination and they aborted the fetus, uh, uh, a new low for bad movie brunch and for me as a human, um... But you mean it's not a fully cooked movie? No, well, certainly not that. But it's like it's so it's. Uh, I don't want to keep going with the metaphor. But <laughs> uh, um, I thought about it on the fly. I didn't write it down. It's not like I. This, this, was, this wasn't preconceived. <laughs> um, but, Ayo, more yeah. birth metaphors. Yeah. Pro life, pro choice. I'm not pro leap. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I wouldn't march in Washington for this, Katie. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, if you would, if you would. And so it's like, cool. So she's going to be a ballerina and she really wants to be. And then Victor is like, I don't know. He has a really cool fart joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, he gives like a montage of like what he was doing in the 24 hour span where like Felicia's entire life changed. <laughs> and uh, yeah. he's like, yeah, it was all this cool stuff happening. And it's like, it is funny. Like, um, but the word play, yeah. The word plays a little on the nose and stuff, and it's like, yeah, we were on fire. It was like it, it was a gas, and it's like him like having one of his farts like lit on fire, like blasting a flame across like a bar, and it's still like even in the montage, it's him like still almost getting beaten by adults at like bars and like everywhere. It's like, hey, you're a kid. I'm I'm gonna get you. It's like like it's a fucking crime in France to be a child. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was in the late 1800s. We weren't there. I, well, I guess that's true. Thank God, because I, I don't want to. Li- I don't want to live in a world where the Statue of Liberty isn't built yet. <laughs> <laughs> that fateful year. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna look again. Okay, I googled it once. It's on. It's, we'll look back at the episode the and we'll remember. Over. Oh, it's not over, but <laughs> it'll keep up for weeks to come. Um, cool. But I don't know. It also reminded me. Did you see Hugo? Uh, the no, the I Martin Scorsese picture. Hugo. Um, no. I really like Hugo, and this is uh, this is like the abortion of Hugo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, this is uh, this is like <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, no, it reminds me of. Uh, it sort of like has a lot of things in common. So Hugo is uh, is. Um, uh, a boy who's an orphan living in like uh, uh, the train sta- train station in Paris, and uh, he lives like inside the clock or something. And uh, 
it's more the boy's story, but it's in France, and he wants to uh, he wants to know about like film and stuff like that, and he gets uh, taken on by a mentor a mentor like toy maker who ends up being like George Melies, like the guy who made like uh, Trip to the Moon and stuff, like one of the earliest films, and uh, it's a really it's a really cute. Uh, interesting, loving homage to film, to film history from Martin Scorsese. You got Sasha Baron Cohen in it, and like a character role that is like unbelievably hilarious, and uh, you know just worth the watch on him alone. Um, and it's like while I'm watching this, I'm like, shit, I wish I was just watching Hugo, man. <laughs> this movie does have the tendency to remind you of other better movies. Ugh. it really does. Yeah, no, it, it really does. It really does, and. How does uh how does Felice fare on her on her uh life's goal of becoming a ballerina, a world famous ballerina, or at least a French well, famous ballerina? <laughs> well, thanks to Carly Rae Jepsen, she begins to suck less and starts to actually become like a pretty decent ballerina. And so, uh, awesome goatee guy doesn't boot her off the island day in day out. So it comes down to like basically her and another gal there's also like maybe the most unnecessary uh love triangle subplot i've ever seen in a film probably ever they yeah. have this joke character who's this russian ballet dancer male ballet dancer who's supposed to be all suave but the big joke is it's just like he's pompous and russian he which super I, is. I guess yeah. and the love triangle is never really resolved it's just kind of like ah we're children Meh. So totally unnecessary. So, but she does get to that point. They narrow it down to the two of them, and it's uh, oh, of course, uh, bad ballerina finds out that Felicity stole her identity. So she's like, well, you know, Carly Rae Jepsen has to get fired. But you know, they, they go through this whole rigmarole, and she tries to get her off of being part of the Nutcracker. But Felicity like dances her way to you know, being part of that top two, and it seems like she might get it, but then she doesn't. Oh, no. Is there any better beat in the history of uh, of film than a girl who has a friend who's a guy who sees her kissing another guy? It's like <laughs> fucking classic, man. It's like my favorite thing. Oh, I lo- I, if there's one thing I love, it's screenwriting resting on its laurels. <laughs> Because fuck, fucking fuck originality. <laughs> um, and this guy is funny. It actually, the, the funny, them, uh, the conflict that comes from this forced, forced love triangle, um, mm. it, it, the funniest line of the movie fr- it comes from Victor, in my opinion. Uh, and he calls him like, he calls him like a big hairy stock of asparagus or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He sure does. <laughs> and they like, get in like a slap why? fight. They get in like a slap fight, man. He's like, he's like, oh, I'm, I don't go around wearing tights all day. And the dude's like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. He's like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. And they put their fists up and then they're just like slap fighting each other. Like, like, like fucking five-year-olds. And Maddie's just like, uh, uh okay. why am I here? Okay. He's like, I'm gonna bounce. This is dumb. Look, guys, it, it was cool. And I, I honestly just, I, I can't think of either of you in any way that isn't fucking ridiculous now. <laughs> yeah, just like, I've had it. You, you yeah, slap, geez. you slap fought. I wasn't into it. Yeah, it was, it was sad and weird. So she, um, how, she gets taken away, right? Like she I, is basically she thrust back into the orphanage. Very, very briefly whisked back to the orphanage that we were introduced to for like two minutes before she breaks out in the opening, uh, the opening action sequence. Um, 
I don't, uh, I don't know. That's like the real bummer of like the, it's like the, the dip where it's like, all's lost. I don't have my friend and I can't be the ballerina I wanted to be. And I better go back to hell on earth, the orphanage where that man was trying to fucking kill us. <laughs> like chasing us over a rooftop, <laughs> trying to Brooks. murder us. I know in Mel Brooks, I mean the best, but that character, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> The worst. That character is... He's the one that brings her back. I know, but he's awful. Yeah, finally. Finally. I believe in you because I saw you dance. I saw you sad dance. Hey, um... Which is also what happens in Billy Elliot. Like, in Billy Elliot, his dad, who's like, don't be a dancer because it's girly and lame. When Mm -hmm. he sees him sad dance, he's like... Uh, or angry dance. He's like, oh no, Mm -hmm. like legit. He he likes that a little. He's like, like, oh, the angry dance. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yeah, look, um, sorry about trying to kill you earlier uh, and trying to make you stay in an orphanage um, and live the worst possible life imaginable for, uh, you know, your particular aspirations. But um, I saw you dance and I realized I don't I don't want to murder children anymore um, or, or beat them or uh, feed he them. He wants to be a beautician, which I think is really special. Yeah, he's got that built up inside of him. Just live your truth. Live your truth, Mel Brooks. <laughs> the fuck? Be a beautician. Be a beautician. Beautician and the beast. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, give me, walk me through the showdown. This is like, you, you, okay. you know, you you've seen you've seen Darth Vader fight Luke Skywalker. You've seen Rocky Balboa fight Evan Drago and Rocky Four. You've seen mm. Danny take on that blonde kid from the Cobra Kai dojo but Johnny (laughs) thank you Billy (laughs) Zabka I know the actor uh walk me through (laughs) the biggest showdown ever put on film okay so (laughs) they get they get back and it it essentially escalates that like the bad ballerina is kind of a fuck up bad ballerina she she has the precision she has the precision (laughs) fucking rapper <laughs> she has the precision, but she has no heart. And you know, that's what's really important, y'all. Yeah. It's the heart. Mm-hmm. And so eventually, like, she's kind of egging on Felicity, and Felicity gets on to, like, sweep the stage because she gets her job back as cleaning and such. And the, basically, they get into a bit of a confrontation, and it escalates into a full on dance off. <sighs> Yeah, it was like set to like, I was like, oh, they're not really going to do this song in the movie. And then it was all like, back off, I'll take you on, headstrong, we'll take on anyone. <laughs> it was like really hardcore and metal. I was like, whoa, I thought this movie was made in 03. No, they didn't use that song. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. It's a very aggressive dance sequence. It and is. during it, you, uh, like, the bad ballerina plays dirty, she's tripping Felice. Yeah, throwing like dust in her eyes and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And eventually, like, of course, like, after that, so, okay, they also have an autistic ballerina who, like, barks at the Russian guy at some point and just is very odd. And uh, she's the one who calls, dance off! And so everybody's aware of it in the school. So they all come to go see them as they, like, race into the big part of the opera house. And they, Felice sees that there's only one thing to do, and it's this big old jump. She leaps, if you will, 
And uh, the bad ballerina isn't able to take it, but Felicity does it, and she sticks that landing. It's unbelievable. It's like Michael Jordan in the dunk contest, man. Like she, she, <laughs> she takes flight. She jumps off like the top of those stairs, very thematic. So it's the very stairs she was cleaning, I believe, when they first, uh, when we first uh, made her way away from the orphanage. And it's like she, she, she jumps over like she's like forty feet in the air, man. Like she, yeah. goes, like I mean, it's unbelievable. I, the only thing that would have made it sicker is if she was doing like a kickflip or something over that stairs. <laughs> fucking, she's just fucking shredding. This movie should have been called Shred with an exclamation point. I'm gonna. She should have been an aspiring, as, yeah. <laughs> aspiring skateboarder. They do when they Americanized it and switched out Dane DeHaan for Nat Wolf and stuff. They're like, fuck it, let's just reanimate it as a skateboarding movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Americans love their boards, you know, bro. Weird. I would watch that in a hot, hot heartbeat. Americans love to shred, bro. Oh, we love it. We love it. Oh, so what a happy, what a happy ending. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> oh, we, we forgot to mention. Like, there's more. But wait, there's but more. But wait, there's so more. Felicity does get hit the part in the Nutcracker, which is like exciting. But then the movie's like, oh yeah, Victor is still a part of this movie. No. So Felicity gets like sabotaged by bad ballerina's even worse mother because the bad ballerina actually was like oh felicity should take my part like i suck she she actually knows yeah she gets doing. it they also do they also did this whole thing with like why do you dance and that's like the important question of the movie but it doesn't really pay off it's just like it's always been a part of my life and it's like okay movie that's the best you could come up with so the bad ballerina's mother uh, tries to sabotage Felici and keep her from doing her part and ruining her shot at becoming like famous French ballerina type. And uh, so they go on this huge like chase sequence where you see the uh, uh, statue of Liberty being built. Chasing her up the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> She's trying to literally kill this child because how dare anybody not, you know, how, how, how dare anybody show up her daughter in the ballet spotlight? So uh, it's, it's really violent and intense. Yes. And uh, yes. eventually Victor swoops in on his new and improved pigeon wings and he picks up Felici and they fly across Paris. And eventually they make it to the show just in time. Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> but like it oh, was a movie. weird it was a weird abrupt ending because they're they're mm-hmm. jamming out. Carly Ray gets to live live her moment, right? Uh, mentor teacher becomes the blaster, master becomes the blaster. Uh that's a Blue Mountain State reference. But uh anyways, uh pupil and mentor danced with side by side, right? Um mm-hmm. how does her leg suddenly get healed? Did I miss that? How does what? Because it's it's Carly Rae Jepsen dancing with her at the end, right? Oh no 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 that that's the um the mean bomb. The, all these character designs are very similar. That's the famous ballerina that she sees at like the very beginning. Oh Christ! Carly Rae Jepsen is like looking in the back and gotcha. like the mentor actually does give her a kiss on the cheek. Okay. But when Angela and I were watching it, we were like, really, movie? You're not going to acknowledge that they're like a thing? Because he really sticks up for her super hardcore yep. during the reveal that, like, Felicity's been lying to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, okay, well, I misunderstood because everybody looks alike. But um, I was like, how'd they fix her leg? That's all I was thinking. And like, uh, I was like, well, sweet. Good for her. And then uh, uh, they, like, 
cut. They like cut like in the middle of it, sort of. Like it finally gets started. Like we don't even. It's a weird. It's a weird thing. Uh, I guess it's trying to say like the journey is more important than the destination. But if you build a whole movie all around attaining one specific goal, I think you should let the uh, let the audience and the character um, revel in that moment. And I, I feel like they they kind of uh, pulled the rug out from under us a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, just a tad. It, it is it is a very weird, abrupt ending. Like, they either should have ended it with her getting the part or in cut out the whole chase sequence, or they should have had more at the at, at the end. If you're One not going to let me see her rock out on that dance floor, you take the exclamation point off that title right fucking now, okay? <laughs> it is leap with a period as it stands currently. Yeah. Bullshit. Essentially. It's uh, just, I can't get over the fact that the original version of this is a 73, and the the old, old America Sweetheart Weinstein version that, that soullessly recast Dane DeHaan is only like in the 30s. I don't understand if it's just like, I mean, how much could the story have changed? You know what I mean? Is it something that you think didn't translate well to like English? Uh, or like, did they reanimate? I'm so confused by it all. Or is it simply of the fact that, bring back Dane DeHaan, <laughs> Nat Wolf sucks, because as much as I do adore Dane DeHaan, he has an unremarkable voice. It's Everything he says sounds exactly alike. I, I have a theory about that, actually. I think that maybe it's because that version was seen by less critics, and there may not have been that much of a change. It could just be that like more people saw it and were like, the, the English version, and they were like, "Oh, this is this is bad. This we, is really bad." Is American cinema held to a higher standard than uh, cinema elsewhere? In your opinion, I don't. That's a good question. I have no idea. Yeah. But I, I I just think that like there's more critics here, probably. That makes sense in, in all aspects, not just film. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, I guess the last. I, no, go ahead. Oh, I just want to say one thing about this movie. Please do. No, say so, lots of things. <laughs> we got time. This movie did something really brave. Like, this isn't like a... It's not based in an, on an existing IP. It's a totally original story. Oh, you're right. It, that is so cool. Tell, yeah, you can tell that, like, the people that made it, like, really cared about it, the way that yeah. it's all animated. Like, Paris looks really beautiful in this movie. And it just seems like it was a total labor of love. And even though we just, you know, chat all over it, it, I do think it's worth acknowledging that it there, there's real heart here. It's not like an emoji movie. Again, as no, you said, you're right. it's kind of soulless. This actually has kind of like a, a spunky kind of soul to it. You're absolutely right. And, I, and honestly, I hope, now that you say that, I hope we didn't shit all over it. Because I do think, you're, you're, <laughs> I feel a little bad. Because, like, I do absolutely agree. Like, it is damn near impossible to get something uh, going, uh, in Hollywood especially, that isn't based on something previously. Like, this is the kind of movie that would get made, unless you're like Pixar or Disney, you know what I mean? And even still, Disney and mm -hmm. Pixar love their IPs. But it's like, how often can you uh, conceive and then actually create a film that from an animation standpoint and you have more of a, uh, an expertise in this area than I but I thought it looked gorgeous that is my resounding um, resounding praise for the film is like throughout it's just you could mute it and I would watch it because it is absolutely beautiful uh, especially like especially in competition with the people that are out right now I just saw Incredibles 2 a couple weeks ago and the animation in Incredibles 2 is 
to this point, the maybe the best CG, like you know what I mean, like CG I've ever seen. But mm-hmm. this movie holds its own. Like it was absolutely delightful to see the way, like the characters, like the way their bodies move and sway, and the way they dance, and the way their arms move, and the way they're like even just something as simple as like their mouth moving when they speak or their eyes fluttering. It was like haunting how good it looked, and it's something they can't quite capture uh, in in some in some aspects. And this one felt like absolutely real, even though they were kind of weird, stretched out like looking versions of humans and stuff there was something like not be for real but like there was something like just absolutely uh beautiful about the way um their expressions and everything else came across to me and of course the way the cityscapes and like skies that's one thing and it does look great but if you can if you can like nail uh uh human mannerisms and stuff that's damn impressive absolutely and you know this movie became a huge joke with me and andrew i actually got it for her for christmas <laughs> because our like we could not stop talking about this movie when that's we thought because we, uh, yeah, we, um, our whole thing was that, like, this movie has so much potential, it just needed, like, four more rewrites of the script. Yep, like, no, you totally. clearly have people that are excellent animators, but, like, you really needed to fix that story, because yeah. it is a hot mess. It's pretty hollow. Um, but, you know, again, uh, outside of Pixar, who is doing movies for this demographic that, uh, that are, you know highbrow shit you know what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah. not everything's gonna be coco uh mm-hmm. not everything's gonna be the incredibles um sometimes you need a little you need a little leap exclamation point yeah oh man and i i would recommend it if anybody wants to see it it is on netflix right now yeah it easy is watch and a half. easy watch it's- i would recommend it 90 90 minutes flat and you're out if you're babysitting one mm-hmm. day i don't know your life <laughs> but you know throw throw a leap on for the kids see if see if they like it if you're bored one day and want to see some pretty animation throw a leap on see if you can make it through it <laughs> um oh and one more thing too so this movie came out the same year as another movie that nobody saw and nobody cared about but like i care about deeply and this is based on an IP, and I think you've heard me talk about this many a time before, but I never may I may never get my moment to say this to plug this officially. Plug it. But like, dude, Captain Underpants was such a damn good movie, <sighs> and I just wish people had seen it. I you know, like same year that this came out, so good, so funny, really holds up. Please watch it. That is also on Netflix. That's like a good movie. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know, man, and I feel like I feel like Obi Wan to your Anakin in that regard. I'm just like I have failed you, Katie. I have failed you, because <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like uh, oh man, I used to read the shit out of Captain Underpants, and it was a com- and it's also comic book ish, and it looked very pretty based on the trailer. And Nicholas Stoller directed, I'm pretty sure, uh, mm-hmm. of Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Five Year Engagement, The Muppets, that sort of that fame. Get him to the Greek. Oh, I'm an idiot. I'm a loser and an idiot for not seeing Captain Underpants the movie. <laughs> that is a uh, so good because no, I'm they sure. have like the sequence with sock puppets I'm and sure. they also like go from 3D to 2D. Oh, and like I gotta tell you, like Thomas Middleditch and Kevin Hart are really good in it. Oh, of course they are. Why did I not see it? Did it not make any money? Did it? Did it? Did it tank? Nobody saw it. That Nobody sucks. It. I remember they being it out the first movie. They pulled a Doug's first movie oh, by calling God it the first movie, it. and there's never going to be another one because no one saw it. Man, Doug's first movie, I had that shit on VHS, and it 
sucked, but only because like that was a weird time for Doug. Cause like that was right when Disney had snatched the IP from Nickelodeon and like Doug yeah. was wearing like long sleeves and being a total tool. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I, I, I don't, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, it, like what, Saturday morning, I want to watch Doug, not Disney's Doug. And I'm a Disney, yeah. uh, I'm a, a Disney enthusiast, but do what you I do. Know that you are. Make the, make the mouse pictures. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, well, I got to talk about one thing in the plot because I was absolutely oh, sure struck. Uh, so we're in that opening sequence where they're getting nearly murdered by Mel Brooks. And they've <laughs> got like the, he's got the chicken. He's holding a chicken. Victor is. And he's like, you know, they're up on the roof about to get chased. And he's like, look, I've made these chicken wings. And it's like, sounds delicious, but it's not. It's just like these weird shitty ass, like he looks kind of like Angel from X-Men. Just like big ass wings that are really shoddily yeah, put together. Yeah. And it's like. He's like, chickens don't fly. And he's like, what? Sure they do. And he tosses the chicken off the roof and it just like splats. And I'm like, I go, what the fuck, Katie? Like, I almost texted you. I'm like, why are we watching this? I was like, they're just going to, a literal throwaway joke. And it's just a live chicken dead. And I'm like, cool. First casualty of the flick. It's like watching Deathly Hallows and like Hedwig getting blasted like five minutes. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, good. Uh, one, one thing I love, it's uh, killing, killing a defenseless Chicken animal man. for the sake of kids laughing in the theater. <laughs> Good yeah. God. Oh, man. <laughs> that shit was so fucked I'm up. I'm so glad you saw this movie. I'm glad I saw I'm it, glad too. I'm glad to share this together. And, like, I, and that's why I'm stoked. I'm always stoked to talk about things uh, from, from you know, an area. Uh, you have many expertise, so I'm not trying to pigeonhole you by any means. Uh, but you know so much more about this, and you have so much more love and joy and passion for this particular realm, uh, largely because you are oh so gifted in this realm. I will say it again. Um, and and that's why I was like, you know what? As soon as I saw you say, we're watching Leap, I was like, I don't know what that is, but for Katie Grotzinger, anything. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I, I, I would, I would, I would watch it again for the animation. So the, if we, yeah. sh if we shat on it in the, in the way you, you put it, it is pretty to watch. <laughs> it sure is. Do you have, uh, any idea of what you want to cover for next week? Um, no. <laughs> uh, I have, a, I have a few ideas. Uh, I think we'll do, I want to do vulgar soon. Um. Oh, great. Cool. Yeah. Cause Vulgarthon's so coming bring up. bring in our, uh. I would like to. I would like to bring in Jake S. Weissman again. I also mm -hmm. uh, I have another idea that we'll talk to you off, uh, about off air. Uh, but it's it's pretty cool, and it would be kind of a it would be kind of a big get for us if we could do it. So listeners, I hope you're titillated by this. <laughs> um, any final thoughts on Leap? Uh, <laughs> it's a good dumb time. It is indeed. All mm -hmm. right. Well, uh, I guess there's nothing else to say. But Katie, what year was the Statue of Liberty built? <laughs> It was in the 1800s. That's all I know. Uh, what okay, year? Cool. It was around the same time. Uh, There's a civil war in there, and Lincoln was killed, yeah. and I don't know. Fuck Oops. it. America, America. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank, thanks again for watching Bad Movie Brunch. Sorry we powered down kind of slow here, guys, but you know what? Leap scrambled my brain up. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> love you all. I've been Luke Taylor. I've been Katie Grossinger. Have a good one, folks. Sorry.